Welcome to Bumblecast Live. I'm your host, Ian Flynn, the Bumble King, and joining me as always is my Bumble co-host, Kyle JCRB Krause. Hi. Hello. It's live. We're live. We'll do it live. We are doing it live. (laughs) We are. We are. Uh, big thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com backslash bumblecast and kofi.com backslash bumblecast for sponsoring these end of the month live sessions. Also, big thanks to Jennifer R for moderating yet again and handling the deluge of questions that are coming in. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show or those who just want a reminder, just ask your question in chat. Make sure to put at Bumble King videos so Jen yep. can see it. Yep. Um, we will try to get at least one from everybody. Try being the operative word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, super chats get priority because they are helping fund the show and we are super easy to buy. We're just cheap. That That's all there is to it. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. let's wear it on the sleeve. Let's yeah. not deny it. Yeah. Super chats of any dollar amount, by the way. It does yeah. not have to be the $5 for these or anything. It can just, you can just, any amount is fine. But uh, if there's an, is there anything else we need to cover, Kyle? Nope. Uh, we have a lot of questions, so we should probably just jump right on into it. Fire away, sir. Let's get rolling. All right. So let's see. Uh, well, let's start with the first Super Chat question. This one is from Godzilla. With the release of the preview for Imposter Syndrome number three, would you say Starline went more with Dr. Dr. Jero? Or Jero. Yep. Dr. Jero. Or Weapon X with the creation of Kit and Surge? Oh, uh, hmm. I guess it would lean more towards Jiro since it is a personal vendetta with a limited scope versus the Weapon X program, which is multiple projects and multiple variations and more of a larger shadow industrial complex thing. Right. If you want to draw those parallels. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes more sense. All right. And, well, we'll jump right on over into the standard Q&A questions. We're starting off with one from Jeffrey St. John. What was it like conceiving the Secret Freedom Fighters and their arc on Sonic Universe? I asked because I went through a lot. Nagus was wrong, and now I'm shivering down with regret. <laughs> um, It was kind of fun trying to figure out, you know, who we could utilize in a new and fun way. Um, a little frustrating that, you know, it, this was also supposed to incorporate Hershey's big character arc, and then we couldn't use Hershey. So it's like, okay, what do after that? And we kind of figured leave Echo as the app. Uh, to re- uh, redo that one. Leave Echo as the uh, what? Say again? Leave Echo as the what? No, Lita and Lyco. Oh, Lita and Lyco. Stop gap. Okay. Yeah. Discord cut out, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know if it's coming through on the live stream, but it will uh, be, yeah. Okay. We we've been having trouble with me cutting out on Kyle's in and Kyle's doing the broadcasting. So get ready to hear a lot of Kyle saying and me repeating myself. Yep. That's just how it's gonna be. Um Shard was obviously like the star of that. It was kind of supposed to hinge on silver, but let's be serious. Shard was freaking cool. And Larry turned out to be a lot of fun. So Larry, I don't know. It was supposed to be 
a more intricate storyline and i i think we managed that we had to simplify it as things went on from what i remember but it was fun all right let's keep rolling question here from vlad c if sticks were to be an idw would it be treated as her introduction to modern sonic or would she be part of the gang and known by the cast already i personally prefer the latter i don't know it kind of depends on how sega would want us to treat it um in the little Japanese mini manga things they had, she was kind of treated as already known, but I don't know. The games kind of treat everything as you either already know them or they're introduced. I, I don't know. We'll just have to see what Sega says about it. All right. And we got a super chat here from Brett F. Thank you. Have you guys ever heard of Oban Star Racers? It was a racing show that aired on Netflix. There's a Kickstarter for the Blu-ray release right now. So I was curious. I feel like I've heard the title, but I don't know anything else. I what don't. I've never heard of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I hope for. The, I'm hoping that uh, hope for the best for their Kickstarter uh, for fans of the show and stuff. That's awesome. Hopefully, that the one, they can do that. Was that the one where they went like super freaking over budget because it looks absolutely gorgeous? But they went super freaking over budget. Let, I don't. I don't know. Maybe let, I'm making false connections. Let me see. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, it certainly looks nice. Yeah. Big. Yeah. Not bad. Hmm. Cool. Looks pretty cool. Um, hmm. But I don't know if that's the one. So anyway. All right. We got another one here from Stephen A. Uh, we know your love of Star Wars, but which Star Trek series is your favorite and why? Do you have any favorite episodes from said series that you'd like other people to see? Uh it's been a long time, but Deep Space Nine, I remember the most fondly um, having the more I mean, it was still episodic, but it had a, a crossing narrative more so than the other shows. Uh, I liked the cast. Odo is a freaking boss. Everybody in the cast is great. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Worf joins the crew and it's like, well, pff, there you go. The show yeah. just went from great to perfect. Yes. Um, Gold Ducat is one of the best villains. I will hear no argument. Um, I don't know. It just, I remember enjoying it a lot. I can't think of a particular episode. Um, I did like the one, the, the kind of bridging device they had where there was an episode where Cisco is flashing in and out between realities where in one, he's a, writer for a pulp magazine in the i want to say 40s i could be very wrong and kind of flipping back and forth between that and the regular continuity and the villains and you know the cast and the villains are all cast as you know co-workers or cops or whatnot and then in the series finale you, you haven't touched on this since that episode and all of a sudden it flips back and it's him again and he's been institutionalized and like the entire plot of the show up to that point is his scribblings on the wall. And one of the bad guys is his abusive therapist. And like he clocks him out at the end and he says, I have to finish my story and just starts writing out the end of the episode. And that just that gives me the tingles. I don't know why. That's just neat. I like that one. Um, I don't know how good the show holds up still. But if you haven't seen Deep Space Nine, I think it's all on Netflix. It's worth giving a watch. What about you, Kyle? Um, I'm going to have to go just uh, 
I'm gonna have to be obvious and go with next gen <laughs> for my favorite. But um, see, I don't remember much about Deep Space Nine, but everything I've heard, especially recently, has been, oh yeah, Deep Space Nine's like the best. <laughs> and I've been like, okay, cool. Um, I know I watched it a bit, and then when Worf showed up, that was cool. Um, I mean, if you just had a super cut of all of Odo and Quark's scenes, Odo and you Quark, could, you, well, yeah, you just watch that. Yeah, 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 know. yeah. I know, I've seen those. <laughs> I like the one oh, about they... it. I like the one about NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of kind of tangentially related. I know that the questions are stacking up. I'll try to cut this quick, but okay. I just remembered the. I can't remember any actor names, but I know the guy who was playing Doctor Bashir was cast as. Um, What's his name in Game of Thrones? The, the the prince of place. You know what I'm talking about. Um, and I was like super hyped because I loved him as Bashir. And I'm like, oh, he's going to do such a great job with this character. And they completely squandered him. <laughs> Isn't that the it's case like, with everybody on Game of Thrones? <laughs> yeah, that was about the time when things started to go off the rails. And it's like, no, you could have... I mean, what he what he did was great because he's an excellent actor. But it's like oh, he could have done so much more. Yeah. Well, Ober, I what hate was the guy's name. I hate Dang when that God. happens. I hate when that happens. Uh. All right. Well, let's keep moving on because we got a lot. Yep. So here's one from Jamal S. This one goes to this one is from Super Chat. Um and uh holy crap, this is a very generous donation. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Thank you. Thank you, you. thank you, thank you. <laughs> this one is says, Ivan Finn and Kyle. What's your opinion <laughs> on the Sonic 3 announcement and Knuckles series on Paramount Pictures ad? Also, if you guys have a chance, cool direct Sonic movie, what would it be like in your vision, guys, with Knuckles series? Uh, since I am Ivan Flynn, am I supposed to be answering in bad character voice? Uh, uh sure, go ahead. No, now is probably not the time. No, no, no. To no. do such a voice, come to think of it, that's no, that's tacky. Never mind. <laughs> um, the the fact that they are confident enough one to already announce the sequel is encouraging, and Knuckles getting his own show is baffling. But I'll take it. I ain't going to argue with it. Uh, we discussed in a recent episode, you know, what are they going to do with that? And it kind of came down to, I don't know, to see what they do with it. So bring it on. I'm excited. Yeah. As for what to do with a film, I I feel like I'm too close to the property to have a good idea, to be honest. I feel like I'm too deep in the weeds. Um we're not yeah, even watching... entirely sure what the plot of the, the entire plot of the second movie is going to be. I mean, it's <laughs> there's that there's that it's coming on. It's it's pretty close. It's pretty obvious kind of where they're going to go with it because we're fans and we know the whole history of all these characters. But I mean, they could still be setting up. We don't know what they're going to be setting up for for the third movie. So, yeah. And it's the movie franchise so they can take what's been established and do different things with it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I It's kind of fun for me because this is the first time in a long time where I can just sit back and enjoy Sonic Media as a fan and not as someone with their hand in the soup pot. Right. Why would I put my hand in the soup pot? That's a terrible analogy. Kyle, next question. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Our next question is from our good friend Holly, a.k.a. Mighty Ray. This is another super chat. Thank you. 
silly food related question. Who do you guys feel would go nuts for flan? Mm. See, I don't know that much about flan. Is it a sweet dish? I think so. Okay, then Amy, yeah. Cream, Tails, they've got a bit of a sweet tooth. It's kind of like a, it's like a caramel custard. Mm. The Chaotics get into a room-wrecking fight over who gets the one flan they could afford. Yeah. <laughs> Eggman has a E100 series dedicated to just flan making. Mm-hmm. It looks good. I want one. I would also take a flan. Thank you very much. I will go nuts for flan. <laughs> Shadow abstains, though. Uh-huh. Calorie control. <laughs> well, he's so fast, he just burns through calories instantly anyway, so whatever. Fair point. Give me that flan. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. He will eat it up. <laughs> Here's another super chat question here from Jams. If you could bring back six Archie Sonic Verse characters, pre-reboot or post-reboot, to make two new teams to introduce into the mainline series, who would you both want to bring into the mix? Thanks. That's kind of specific. Yeah. Uh, six with the idea of being like a three-and-three three heroes style team. Yeah? I would assume, yeah. Uh, that that definitely makes it more difficult. Yeah. I mean, Pearly Razor Coral makes sense as a trio. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have breezy with two out of the three S seven squad, but I would feel bad leaving one of those out, but I wouldn't want to keep that team attacked and not bring in breezy, you know? Right. Uh, <laughs> shard is his own dude. You, who do you pair with him? I mean, Larry was fun, but you don't really need Larry. No, I don't think anybody's chomping at the bit to bring back Larry Lanks, the super jinx. I'm sorry, Larry stands. I see you, but let's be reasonable here. <laughs> I mean, the freedom fighters are kind of a given They're They're already like, that's just assumed that they're in. Yeah, but, but there's four of them. So how do you do three? Five or five. Yeah, I guess it's thinking. Okay, so that's I thought, that's our that's five classic three, six. Uh, we'll throw in Uncle Chuck because sure, why not? Sure. <laughs> now I'm saying hashtag rally for Larry in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> it trends and becomes an NFT. Oh, oh no, no, the Jinx powers. You've done it now. You've done it now. <laughs> All right, let's jump back over into the standard questions for a bit, and then we'll get back to your super chats. Those are stacking up too, so uh, so, yeah, (laughs) let's 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 keep this thing moving. Uh, This one is from Katari Station, or Katar Station, I believe is how it's pronounced. Uh, uh, Do you guys know Crucialis Crucals, Knuckles' brother from the first and lost versions of the Sonic Triple Trouble Manual? My friend's stepbrother used to own one of these manuals. Note, the Krukus manual I was referring to is the Brazilian Sonic Triple Trouble manual. Mm, yeah, no. I think we've... I, don't... I feel like we've talked about this a little bit before, but yeah. There's... Have we? I, I know I've definitely seen it. Like, is that the official Brazilian thing, or is this a bootleg? Or why would the bootleg bother with a manual? Well, sometimes they do. <laughs> uh, this is probably official, bro- official because... Uh, 
Brazil had extremely popular, um, like pretty much all the Sonic games got re-released on the Mega on the Master System down there. So, and they were yeah. official. It was all tech toy released, so should be real. But I mean, you know, it's these, a pity that's not better chronicled, like all the Japanese stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I wouldn't mind a deep dive on that. Uh. Yeah, but it's more minutia. It's like cru- cruci- crucialies, crucialies, or crucals. I'm not 100% sure. There's two U's in it, so it's it's not like crucals, but it's also like maybe knuckles. It, maybe it's a joke in Portuguese. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well. I, we don't, I'm not sure. So. Here's a question from Commander Cody. If Sega forced Ian to write what a what if story where Xena is a mean heroine and Sonic is a villain, how would Ian do the story and Xena's dynamic between Tails, Amy, and Knuckles? Hmm. So Xena's kind of a jerk, but she's the main heroine and Sonic is the villain. Yeah. Um, but be kind of shades of like early 90s Sonic, Sonic the comic style Sonic, I guess. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Where, you know, Xena, we're going to just assume that she's kind of quick on her feet because she doesn't have a very well-defined power set. Uh, But to keep the dynamics, we'll assume she's got a fleet of foot and maybe has a bit of a hair whip equivalent to a spin dash, maybe. And yeah, she's kind of condescending to everyone around her, but very eagerly pick a fight with Knuckles. That could be fun. Uh, probably is out to save the world more out of egotism than anything else. She doesn't want to be seen as a less than effective hero. Sonic would just be fun. Like he's a <laughs> snarky and uh, cavalier villain. See, there's Surge is the fun kind of question of, you know, what if Sonic didn't have the direction or the moral compass or the grounding or the network. But if we're talking like just a mean Sonic, like a bad Sonic mm-hmm. and just keep the attitude the same, you could have a really charming and entertaining villain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he would, he's, he's made a good villain before he can do it again. All right. Here's one from, uh, here's a standard question from Rosie mix. If Tails was a part of the Babylon Rogues and Wave was a part of Team Sonic, how much different would they be from their canon counterparts? Assuming that they grew up in these dynamics, uh, Tails would be a mess because Jet is not the role model to nurture him. And being someone who could fly, but he's not a bird, would probably be held against him. And with Storm being kind of Jet's right-hand man and a bully to begin with, yeah, Tails would be in a bad place. Like, he's maintaining their tech out of just fear, and it is sad. And probably the arc itself is him seeing the dynamic of Sonic's team and going, I want that, and just bouncing from the rogues. Hmm. Wave, I could see as being... I mean, I'm assuming that her less than palatable nature is somewhat baked in part of it too is wrangling jet but assuming that she's always got that kind of a chip on her shoulder i could see her as still being kind of the team mechanic and support but in tales as usual supportive let's do it together teamwork yay she'd be all like here i fixed it 
again. Don't break it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but she tolerates it because they always give a thank you and you know treat her as an equal, and so she can't really be totally against them. Right, right. It's like it's like Shadow, you know. He tries tries to be a tries to be a jerk, tries to be a hard ass, but can't be. Can't be really in the end, you know? Yeah. yeah no. All right, let's jump back over to these super chat questions because they're piling up quick. <laughs> Here's one from our good buddy Scurvy Power Dog. Hello. We know that the werehog can stretch his arms, so if Tangle became a were lemur, how long could her <laughs> tail now stretch? Um infinite. I'm just Ra- imagine around the-, the world. <laughs> the tail's the same, it's just now she has arms to match. Well, that's true. So you have this kind of like three armed crinerid of fur just like spiraling around. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> she would truly she would become tangled. Literally, she would tangle yeah, herself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she can already grab one target at distance. Now she could grab three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And knock them against each other. Yeah. A wear a wear lemur or a wearmer. I like it. <laughs> Here's one from Excel Hedge. Another uh, super chat. Thank you. With even Sonic becoming one, are there any VTubers you watch? I do not. I am an old man, and that is a trend that has escaped me. Same. Um, I'm aware <laughs> of it, and it's kind of interesting in that it's not quite the hologram avatars that sci-fi has talked to us, but it's close. Yeah. And similar. the fact that people can have these, you know, VTuber avatars react in real time to themselves, even if it's a limited degree of reaction, is still really neat to me. Yeah. So it's not my bag, but I think it's neat in general. Yep. I agree. I don't get much time to watch full on streamers anyway. They they stream for a long time. <laughs> Here's one from Jamal S. Another one. Thank you. Jeez. <laughs> I would eat it twice? Holy yeah, crap, Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. Uh, can you guys give a shout-out to Nick from Game Apologist series and Channel Pup from their show Sunset City? Another Sonic fan show you guys will like. Yeah, absolutely. Big shout-out to Nick the Game Apologist. He's a good friend of the show. Yes. I mean... He gave us a I would big say half our subscribers are because of him. <laughs> yes, he gave us a big shout out and our growth exploded and it's thanks to him. So thank you, Nick, yeah, very much. So and, I'm, I'm uh, not familiar with the other two, but you know, hey, check him out. I mean, I've I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but I have watched some of his comic review videos and they are fair. Mm-hmm. Like they they praise what is good, they call out what they didn't like, and I don't know. I I don't think you can get a better review than that. You know, call call it as call it as you see it, sort of thing. And Pretty then, much. what was the other one? Pub Pub Channel. Uh, that's Suris, S U R I S, and then there's Suris Pub Channel. And then there's ch- and Channel Pup. And their shows Channel Pup. from their suns their, their show Sunset City. Okay, okay. So big shout out to Sunset City and Channel Pup. I am not familiar with them, but apparently they have very good fans. And they cultivate a great fan base because that's what I have been shown today. So check them out. <laughs> sure. And here's another super chat from Excel Hedge. This one says, thoughts on res- on the Rescue Rangers movie? <sighs> Haven't seen the trailer, personally. 
it looks like but it looks like it's like a weird unofficial half sequel to yeah, Roger Rabbit that I don't know. The the premise as it's pitched in the trailer is that the Rescue Rangers are a was a show and that the characters are actors in that kind of Roger Rabbit Toontown reality and tunes coexist sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And the show was canceled and they fell apart and it takes that really cynical view where they all went through some super hard time. Um, One of the jokes is that chip is still traditionally animated while Dale got the um, plastic surgery surgery equivalent of going full 3d. Yeah, I know. I did see that. And then they all come together for something or other. I don't know. It's 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 a little too cynical for me. Like Roger Rabbit was a certainly grim movie in some aspects, but it was still very cartoony. Right. You know, I mean, there was death and there was legitimate terror and stakes, but it was still framed in a fanciful over the top scenario like yeah the shoe put being murdered in dip is horrifying but when you step back and look at christopher lloyd in his batman villain-esque portrayal dipping a shoe into green slime that that, that's goofy you know it's silly the tank that's supposed to obliterate toontown the stakes are horrifying yeah but it's a giant freaking almost mega man style (laughs) Battle tank. It's still cartoony and crazy. The stuff that I've seen in the Rescue Rangers movie trailer looks too grounded. Like it's trying to be too serious. And the joke is look how awful everyone feels and how far things have fallen. I it it feels kind of mean spirit. I don't know. Maybe the trailer itself is a poor representation of the film. It's hard to say. Um, and personally having celebrity voices for Chippendale throws me off. Like I'm so used to the squeaky chipmunk voices that anything other than that is weird, especially since I think Monterey Jack's voice is the same, or at least very close to what I remember it being in the cartoon. Yeah. So that's really jarring. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. I think. Yeah. I just, I mean, I saw the thumbnail and, even was like that's not what I wanted from a. If they were gonna do a Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers movie, I'm gonna be like, hmm. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about this. All right, let's jump back over into the standard questions for a little bit. Uh, we'll get to you guys soon here in the uh, for your super chat questions. Don't worry, but uh, we got lots of questions piling up. So here's one from Pananticat. Just for fun, how would you go about writing boom versions of Surgeon Kit? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, they're already hmm. kind of extreme. Yeah, but it would be less tragic and more maybe bulk and skull out of uh, Power Rangers. I always called them Rescue Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, maybe, yeah. Like where Serge's antagonism is less existential crisis and more just like dirty pranks yeah um you know kit is less of damaged baby and more tag along who's you know the real brains of the outfit now it it would it would be more lighthearted. 
you could have a lot of slapstick comedy. Well, Some yeah. Wiley Coyote esque, you know, dynamite blows up in your face sort of gags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. All right, here's one from Quaggle Gaggle. <laughs> Ian, that is a great name. <laughs> Ian, what is Eggman's goal regarding Eggman Land? I realize the guy's ego is big enough for a theme park, but does he see himself as Walt Disney, or is it always <laughs> going to be a facade? I don't know. Maybe he enjoys Walt Disney's level of corporate evil. Uh, <laughs> low hanging fruit. Come on, Flynn. You're better than that. Um, it's it's the grandeur. It's the attempt to take control of everything, but still maintain himself as the focus. And he is a showman. He is all about the presentation. Yes. So he he wants to be the center of the tension. He wants to be this larger than life character. But he also wants full totalitarian control. So, I mean, not to draw too many serious parallels with like Disney World, but it is a very tightly run operation. Right. And, you know, you replace the Disney police with egg ponds, and I'm not seeing a ton of difference at that point. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's one from Scarlet Chan. Evan Stanley usually writes a lot of characters who have a lot of traumas. Do you guys think that all new IDW characters should always have traumas, or is it just coincidence? <laughs> no, I mean, Tangle's trauma-free. Tangle's, Tangle's do Tangle doesn't have any trauma. Well, she's maybe had some trauma inflicted on her since she was introduced into the comics, but not beforehand. That's not the backstory. Jewel is trauma-free. Well, that we know of. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure like Spiral Hill, at least on my mind, is a pretty tranquil place up until recent events. OK, I mean, Mimic, he he doesn't have a traumatic past. He is the traumatic past. <laughs> he sleeps fine at night. <laughs> he, he's he's good. Um, so no, but I, I know what you, I know what you're getting at. Um, if we do introduce anybody else, I don't think we're going to add too many O.C.'s in the coming future, but I don't think we're going to be, have, have too many tragic backs. Now like think of it. Does clutch really have one? I think we really need, no, we, nah. I don't think we really know clutch's deal since he's just now kind of being built up. That's food for thought. Yeah. Do rough and tumble have a tragic backstory or are they just silly? <sighs> I don't want them to have anything too tragic because the whole point is for them to be punching bags you don't want sympathy for your punching bags. Yeah. But um, Tumble did lose his tail at some point. So. Mm -hmm. So something did happen to him. Maybe not too crazy, but, you know, not great either. Got to find that fine line of something <laughs> that's kind of darkly funny without a too sympathetic. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking it will be like the noodle incident where we never address it. Because it's funnier just to have it as this nebulous thing. Yep. But that's saying that now. We'll see how <laughs> things go. I'm being said, um, I'm being told Jewel has PTSD, post tangle stress disorder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's a question from Sam S. What would it be like if Sonic absorbed Mother Wisp? Is that something he could even do, or is it not possible? Hmm. That is an interesting question because Mother Wisp 
doesn't seem to have a particular power outside of make wisps. So maybe that's just kind of like the all colors thing, like for the final hit in the final boss of colors. I mean, she can produce any kind of wisp. Presumably she has any type of hyper go on energy. So yeah, we'll go with that. That's like just the all colors wisp. And he's like super. It's like the equivalent of supersonic or something. Alrighty. Here's one from, uh, let's jump back into super chats. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, this one is from Joe M. <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys. All of you guys so much. Uh, why did the Genesis wave bring Sally back to life? We know one chaos Emerald couldn't erase people, but could it, but it can bring someone back from non-existence, but can it bring someone back from non-existence? Could the wave kill or revive people as long as it wasn't erasing them entirely? Uh, the Super Genesis wave was like full reality manipulation, like at at any level, atomic, subatomic, spiritual, just everything plot contrivance levels of rewriting. So when it fired again and reset everything, it went back to a point in time before Sally got blam, blam, blam. So it didn't so much resurrect as it moved to Sonic before that point occurred. <laughs> All right, here's one from Sonic Mania 2099. Thank you for your uh, kind super chat donation. Much appreciated. They say, I got to ask this one. How did Heavy King get the yellow emerald in Seasons of Chaos? Metal Knuckles only stole the purple emerald. Well, if you go back and you reread the story very carefully, I mean like panel to panel, pay attention to every minute detail, you'll realize that I goofed. <laughs> yeah this one came up before i think it's at least something very close to it yeah I, I don't remember if it was in the script and it was an art goof or if i just goofed myself but it's a goof somebody goofed too much somebody goof. goofed some moto bug somewhere grabbed it and rolled it in there's too much goofing going on over at idw somebody needs to rein that in <laughs> here's one from testing Another super chat, thank you. Do you ever go beyond just following Sega's demands? Like catering your stories to what Sega seems to have wanted in the past, like how Sega wanted Vector slash Vanilla ship teasing. Like you could pitch that. I mean, when I write stuff, I try to keep in mind what I've run into in the past. Stuff that I feel like is going to be approved and not rock the boat too hard. But yeah, I do put in the occasional, you know, I would like to see this. Would would you guys like to maybe uh, nope. Would you guys like to but that that but freaked out. Would you guys like to go in this direction? Like I do kind of try to steer the conversation every now and again, but um the, with IDW it has been very different in which we've been getting more creative suggestions from Sega, and usually those have been pretty cool like the vector vanilla thing. Like I did not see that getting any legs again. And it's like, all right, well that's there. That's fun. Cool. Yeah. Run with it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Here's a super chat question from dove. Thank you. Since Roger rabbit was brought up. Have you guys read the book who framed Roger rabbit was based off of? It's so different. More like a film noir. I have not. It's on my extensive list of things I want to do at some point, but yeah, I've heard that it's like, night and day different yeah. who censored robert ratchet 
Robert Roger Rabbit. What Roger Rabbit? That's the name of the book. Uh, I have not uh, not read it myself either, but uh, hmm, could be interesting. And we got a question here, a super chat from Speedweed. Hey, so how about that Elden Ring there, Ian? Will you suffer through it like Metroid Dread, or are you gonna pass? Nah, it, it's another one of the Souls-like games. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's nah. it's for it's from yeah. soft. Yeah, no. I mean, I've heard it's considerably easier to its brethren, but I don't have enough time to play the games that I want to play right now. Yeah. I mean, I I get the appeal, but yeah, nah, yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, 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 nah. I'm not gonna play a FromSoft game until they come out with another uh, either um, Armored Core or Metal Wolf Chaos. <laughs> I, I want big stompy giant mechs dang it I don't want this these, these Dark Souls games I don't what want that Dark Souls game with big stompy mechs I mean I'd probably play that but <laughs> yo you just start off with like one mech and you have to maintain it through the whole game and like you're losing limbs and stuff as it gets pummeled by various other mechs and if you like scavenge things and grafted onto your main rig to see what kind of monstrosity you've dragged to the end of the campaign. <laughs> I mean, that sounds That'd pretty awesome. Yeah. It just has to be fun. You know, that's, that sounds like a hard game to be, to make fun. Cause you might get to some point where you're no longer like mobile. <laughs> and then you're really screwed. <laughs> and we got another super chat from scurvy pirate hog. If you were to combine the Sonic and Mega Man characters, similar to DC slash Marvel's Amalgam comics, what would we get then? Pretty much the roboticized masters, I guess. Almost, kinda, yeah. Except maybe not evil, necessarily. It would be kinda neat if you could take the themes and abilities of the Sonic cast and apply them to Reploid robot master ro- robo people styled characters but at that point i figure you might as well just make a new ip and have fun with it you know <laughs> quick man not but he... that that's ever crossed my mind <clears throat> of course not quick man but he's a hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah maybe something like that <laughs> here's one from pedantic cat we're switching back over to the uh standard questions oh actually you know what uh, Pedanticat had a very a question very recently, so uh, sorry, sorry PC, but we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to another one hopefully. Try to be fair to everybody. Yep, yep, yep. Here's one from Lazoro. In Brazil, we had a translation mistake in one of the books where Blaze says that the Soul Emeralds are like the five Chaos Emeralds. Can this be corrected in future releases? I don't know. Um, to be, I missed the first half of that. Are they saying this is the? translated version of the books and translated version in brazil yeah okay okay uh that you would have to take up with the publisher on in your neck of the woods to say hey this was a mistranslation uh can there be a reissue i don't know if idw handles that or if sega handles that or if there's somebody else i really don't know how that business works out at all heck i don't i didn't even know there was a portuguese version at this point i've lost track of all the translations which is super cool yeah i love the fact that it's global now yeah 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 because archie was not like that archie was not like that 
we we had a few things yeah. towards the end. Yeah, a few, but, but not not like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And here's one from Rosemary R. Would you like to see Doctor Starline, Surge Kit, Rough and Tumble, and Sonic Forces Speed Battle? Uh, yes. Yeah. To all of the above. Like, if they, if they want ideas, I got them. <laughs> Like power sets, costumes, yo, just gimme, gimme, gimme. I also have ideas on how to fix the in-game economy. Board Light, hit me up. I got ideas. I'm sure you never heard that before. Of course not. Of course not. Never, ever heard anybody with any ideas about anything related to Sonic. Ever. <laughs> no one's got their own idea of what Sonic should be or is. Here's a question from Alex R., so the diamond cutters are references to Metal Gear Solid, but were the original Freedom Fighters also sort of a basis given both teams' similarities, or was this just coincidence? I'm seeing more coincidence. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but the diamond cutters were not really inspired by the Freedom Fighters. I'm sure if group of friends who are focused on fighting Eggman. I get that parallel, but that was not my thinking at the time. All right, let's jump back over into the uh, Super Chats. This one is from Edward9909. Thank you. If Sega allowed you to make an IDW Sonic Boom comic, would you do it? Why or why not? Oh, sure. It'd be fun to have a nice, breezy, no-continuity goof book again. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see, you know, some acknowledgement that Boom happened. Because I didn't think I'd like Boom necessarily, but I ended up loving it, so... (laughs) Now, here's the real question. Uh-huh. Would I maintain the cur whatever sound effects as a running gag? Of course. I know that ticked off some people surprisingly a lot, which is why we doubled down on it, because that is one of the silliest things to be mad about. <laughs> well, you know, it's a Sonic fandom. What do you expect? <laughs> then again, once the joke becomes too played out, then you might as well just let it die. I don't know. I guess. I but guess. yeah, it, boom, boom in general would be fun to get back into. You'd have to write a story called Last Resort to make up for the fact that they couldn't do an episode called Last Resort. <laughs> 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 All right, here's one from Dapper Sphinx or Dapper Shinx. I'm not sure if that's a mistype or not. Sorry, if uh, if so. It's probably a Pokemon reference, so I'm going to go with Dapper Shinx. Okay. How do you feel about the criticism that media portrays introversion as a defect instead of how some people are? Some some criticize Whisper with this. I don't fully agree, but the sentiment is valid. Everybody's a little bit different. Everyone's got their different wavelength that they groove to. I am an introvert myself. Um, Same, which is why why are we here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like doing doing conventions, I kind of have to hype myself up for and almost think of it as a performance to get over the anxiety. Shoot, the Starline episode, I was I had butterflies on my stomach. That's the first time I've had to like perform, perform. Yeah, I know you were kind of nervous about it and uh, you were also not sure how well it would go over. Yeah, and so. uh, it's gone over quite well. So thank you, everybody. <laughs> yes, thank you, everyone, for making that possible. So you know, and in the present uh, pandemic setting, being an introvert isn't a bad thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
But if you're an extrovert, if you like to go out and meet people and do things and network and stuff, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Right. It's just different ways people are. You try to make everyone homogenous and you get problems. Celebrate the differences. Yeah. So I decided to look at the stats on the Starline video, Ian, currently. Uh Uh-huh. It has 137 likes and one dislike. One dislike. I mean, most of our videos tend to have about one or two at best for a while. So, you know, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, we'll find uh, out it, who it, that one dislike was and take appropriate measures. Oh, no, he's back. Ah. <laughs> All right, here's a Super Chat question from Sonic Mania 2099. If Knuckles is involved in issue 50, does Starline get an imposter for Knuckles to deal with? Maybe IDW Thrash the Devil? Ah, Thrash. You got the short end of the stick, buddy. Mm-hmm. But uh, no spoilers for Sonic number 50. Mm. Not even jokey ones. New, new, new. Whew. Yeah, I know one thing that happens in it, and uh, mm, knowing smile. <laughs> or maybe not smile. I don't know. Some of you will be sad. Maybe. Or maybe some of you will be happy. I don't know. Shush. We're going to find out. You'll find out when you read it. (laughs) You're going to read it, right? You should. Here's one from Setsune W. Sonic the Hedgehog has been TV shows, comics, movies, bubblegums, toothbrushes, toasters, skincare, mud, and more. What uncharted territory would you like to see him appear in next? We need to have him cross over with Sonic the Burger Chain. Just yeah. to get it done. Yeah, Sonic. Yes, Sonic. Yeah, driving. it's obvious, but it hasn't been done yet, and that's why it's bothersome. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like there was the Sonic, Sonic the restaurant, the drive-in did do like kind of a tweet where they changed their logo to Sonic blue, red, and white, and uh, tagged the Sonic movie Twitter. But I don't think they actually were i don't think that was like a brand tie-in or anything official i think that was just a silly meme on twitter but they serve chili dogs and onion rings too yeah i know it's custom built for this why exactly i don't know what's going on i don't know why it's not a thing uh well their logo actually is blue white and red now i guess officially so i thought there was yellow in it now or was yellow in it at one point uh, yeah, that's an oddball. Like, because the there's already been like the cosmetic mug, uh, mud. So we've got in, we've gotten into cosmetics. There's been all sorts of apparel, candles. We had like, is there anything left? Have they done uh, air freshener yet? <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's candles essentially, sorta. Yeah, but there's like the stuff you can hang in your car. Yeah, I don't know, like. Sonic the Flamethrower, there we go, I'm seeing that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, in terms of nerdy stuff that I want, we have had we haven't had, really had a good collectible card game yet, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, that or hasn't not one happened. that I can remember. Yeah, and there isn't an, an official tabletop game, I don't think. I mean, we, we've had board games, and there have been some card games, but not like, you know, your Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic the Gathering style right game right yeah yeah i mean we haven't tied it up tied them in with totinos mm-hmm. <laughs> what's left what has sonic not done 
It's very, it's very little. Sega knows what they're doing with uh, merchandising, you know? Merchandising. It's important. All right, let's get into this next question here from Pan Dolce. Does Starline know how to swim? One would think he can, since he's a platypus. Did he ever swim in Eggman's pool? Yes and yes. Cool. <laughs> All right, here's a super chat real quick. I'm going to switch back over to the super chats real quick. From Joe M. Would Sonic protect Eggman if during a normal fight, one of the characters with a no-kill rule, like Sh- with without a no-kill rule, sorry, like Shadow, SBO, Blaze, Omega, it's Omega, etc., was actively trying to kill him. Yeah, he's done it before. Yeah, I like, think that's so. the whole reason why he and Blaze fight in Sonic Rush. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sonic, get out the way, man! Just gotta get out the way. <laughs> Here's a question from Scruffy Matt. Say hi, Carl. How's your best friend in the world, Doctor Starline, doing? It seems like you two are really hitting it off at times when he came to do the Q&A. Are you keeping in touch? Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to distance myself from the uh, evil mastermind. I I try to not hang out with them too much, you know. I sent him a friend request and he ghosted me. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes. Get out of here. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) all right here's one from den devil ian what do you think about considering promotional material like artwork as canonical or relevant to the lore for example the calendar arts in sonic the screensaver see man even even sonic even got into screensavers why isn't he getting into burgers (laughs) anyway um (laughs) i would take it with a salt because i feel like a lot Art's sake, but you know, if it's nothing outright contradictory, then sure, you can consider it soft canon. All right, sorry. And here's a question from Kasai T. Back again. Sorry to be humble, but I have another question for Rough and Tumble. Can you say how smart the two actually are, and who is smarter of the two? Like, do they know ten plus nine equals twenty one? <laughs> They are dumb, yes, but there is a certain degree of practical intelligence. They're not going to ace any exams, and they're very easily conned, but they've endured this long. They've survived, so there's a certain (laughs) amount of survival intelligence that they have. Mm -hmm. I, I would say they're of equal mental capacity. They might argue this, violently but they're they're on the same wavelength there (laughs) and here's one from pizza imperial if sonic decided to marry fiona would tails and sally still be his friends how much would the freedom fighters team be affected it depends on what period of time we're talking about like (laughs) if this was when she was still a freedom fighter and you know maybe things didn't go the bad way yeah, they'd, they'd all be fine with it. Tails would, you know, eventually grow up and mature and things would work out. If we're talking like post-Destructix, number one, <laughs> something's wrong with Sonic. Need to brain worm wriggled in there. And two, why would Fiona even agree to that? 
you know, mm-hmm. she she made it pretty darn clear she is done with him and all of them. All right. And we got a question here. We can get into super chats from Joe M. Would Sonic protect Eggman if during your... Okay, we already did that one. Sorry. Sorry. Moving on to a different uh, super chat question here. Another one from Sonic Mania 2099. If you were invited to the Sonic official live stream, could you play Sonic Smackdown or Sonic Project 06? Shoutouts to Archforge and Chaos X. If I got to be on the official stream again, I don't think I have that kind of input. Um, I think they decide what to play, and I don't know if they can officially acknowledge those. I know Sega's been super cool with fan projects, but I don't know how far you can push that line, you know? Mm-hmm. And here's a question, Super Chat, from Pedanticat. If Sega greenlit the idea of Vector and Vanilla... A Vector and Vanilla becoming a couple, how would you go about having them get together? Spoiler um, alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, since the current direction is to you know not pursue any relationships. But let's let's ignore that. You said green light. What if they said do this? Okay. Um so Vector Vector would be perpetual spaghetti spilling. Awkward. And Vanilla would be much more chill about the whole thing. I mean, Vector would attempt to take the initiative and then fumble his line, make problems, and the Chaotix would be trying to help, and that would make more problems. And Vanilla would just kind of weather it because she's super cool and chill like that. And once, you know, they committed, Vector would calm down. Now, what dynamic that would have for Cream and the Chaotix would be interesting. Cream becomes a Chaotic. Charmy <laughs> is jealous that there's an even more adorable child on the team now. What is his role? Uh, he can no longer be the team mascot. <laughs> he and Cheese get the slap fights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you also have to wonder how old Vanilla is. Like... Is she comparable to Vector's age? Is she a little older? Is she robbing the cradle here? We don't know. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. Here's a question from Alex R. Super chat. Thank you. Will we see more of Clutch? And did you write him with an accent in mind? I imagine a a Cajun slash Bayou Gambit from X-Men type accent. Smooth but mischievous. I actually haven't had the chance to write Clutch yet. That's all been Evan. So that's more of a question for her. Uh, But given how Sonic number 48 plays out, if you haven't read it yet, I am assuming that we will be seeing more of him in the future. Mm. We are at the one hour mark. So we're going to try our darndest to get through all your questions here in the last hour. But um, No promises. So here we go. Yeah, yeah half yep, a yep. mark. Yep, we are caught 40. up. We're caught up on super chats. So let's run in. Let's run through some uh, general questions. This one is Fran- from Francisca A. Does Ruff let Tumble brush his tail so he won't feel sad about not having one? <laughs> <laughs> he used to, but he got creepy about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, him stop kind of, touching the tail. Some kind of weird. <laughs> Here's one from Michael B. The Sonic X comics hinted that Mega Man had a crush on Ella. 
Would she have been able to turn him from his world-conquering ways? No. He's devoted to the job, first and foremost. What he would do is try to convince Ella to come over to the Eggman Empire, be the Egg Empress. Of course. It's important. Here's one from J.J. Slider. How does Solaris consume timelines, physically or via rifts? Did Solaris exist in every moment in time? Did the hedgehogs use a time travel like Chaos Control versus Solaris? The nature of Solaris is ambiguous. I mean, if you have something that can... I mean, we know he can affect all time because Silver was already back to his time period when Solaris attacked. So, you know, that explains that. Why, you know, Blaze wasn't there is because she was already in a different dimension and this outside of its effect. I don't know. It's a mess. But um, in terms of what the hedgehogs used, I don't know. Like, did the supersonic and Elise use some form of chaos control to go back and poof younger Solaris? Did they use a rift caused by Solaris? Does Solaris just absorb things like an amoeba? It's it's moot. He's dead. We're past it. It's been, what, 18 years or more? Let, let's just move on. No, 2022 minus six. You know, I can't math in my head. What is it? 22 minus six, you said? Yeah. Um. 16. Yeah, it's 16 years. Yep. It's dead. It's gone. Like, let's just kind of sweep it under the rug and keep moving. Here's a question from Shonen Boys. Ian, what are your thoughts on Mega Man 11 and Base as a character? How would you have written him if the Mega Man comics were still running? Mega Man 11 was neat visually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited by some aspects like seeing Light and Wily in their younger days, but it doesn't quite jive with the timeline that as I understood it, uh, Mega Man sounded a little old to me, but maybe that's just me, but overall it looked neat and it seemed like a, a fine addition to the franchise overall base would be tricky because from what I remember his characterization in, was it seven or eight? Seven is where he's introduced. Okay. Seven versus everything after is very different. Like, again, it's been a while, but I seem to remember that in seven, he was much more cunning and reserved. You know, the whole, I'm here to help. Oh, wait, no, I'm evil. Har, har, har. Whereas eight and afterwards, he is like a hair trigger, barely contained angst muffin. So how you reconcile those two, I would imagine that he's been freshly built in seven. And so he's more willing to follow Wily's rules. And it's like, fine, these are my orders. I have to obey. But after things fall apart in seven, then he just gets more and more frustrated with Wily. He can't disobey fully because that's what he was programmed to do. But God, he hates that stupid old man. Yeah. Almost as much as he hates that goody, goody Mega Man. Yeah, he's basically an angry teenager. Basically. Yeah. I'm reading that here in the chat. And but yeah, I mean, I agree. Essentially, that's kind of what he is. Basically, so, yeah. But um, I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, let's switch back over to the uh, super chats real quick. This one here from Snooty Boy Fifty Five. Thank you. How would Doctor Starline react to Nicole? Would he see her as a technological achievement or a waste of space due to her not being an Eggman creation? Oh, he can appreciate other technologies to be sure 
but he would be more interested in finding a way to copy her and apply her to egg tech or corrupt her to make her compliant with egg tech or if none of those options are available, destroy her so she can't compete with egg tech. But he would definitely see the um, technical marvels of what she was. Right. And here's another one from testing. I do not just mean approval. I mean, looking at Sega's suggestions and drawing inferences as to what they want, then actively tailoring future stories around that. Like this is following up on their previous question about, uh, do you ever go beyond just following Sega's demands? Which I think you said that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not quite sure what the distinction is here. Like I'm going to write stuff in a way that I'm fairly confident is going to be approved, but I'm not going to like tailor, make a story to appease the overlords type of thing. It's not like, Ooh, I know that they want Sonic fighting Eggman all the time. So all I'm ever going to write is Sonic versus Eggman. That's not how I roll. It's more, what are, when I approach this, what are stories I would find interesting and then, you know, put it through the filters of what do I think is going to get approved? What, you know, pitfalls i've run into in the past uh, is this really pushing the envelope do i really need to sell the idea like metal virus i was pretty sure it was going to get rejected just flat out but i said you know what they've been more open to new ideas so let's let's see let's see where they draw the line and they didn't draw that many lines it's like okay i, I get to do it this way <laughs> all right here's one from dapper shinks Another super chat, thank you. And it is Dapper Shinks. I saw their name finally officially. So, uh, favorite Sonic design? Uh, are we talking like eras? I think like classic so. versus modern, like ninety nine versus like writers versus all that. Yeah, I think so. Mm, I don't think I'd want to see like the series perpetually look like this, but the writers' designs were really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like those. I kind of like where he is now. I the the heavy redesign for the Dreamcast era games were interesting, but they were a little too far to one extreme for my taste. They're kind of noodly. <laughs> yeah, where he is now, that kind of middle ground between classics roundness and the early Dreamcast's lankiness. You know what what we have now, I I like. Yeah, um, I don't know. Really, I think it's part of it comes down to whether he has the centered mouth or not. Honestly, I think the mouth yeah. off to the side looks too weird. Um, it's kind of always been kind of strange to me, but yeah, I kind of prefer the center mouth for the Mobian designs in general. So, but uh, otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of classic. I like the look of classic. Specifically, Sonic 1 and 2's look more than Sonic 3 and Knuckles. But, I mean, I don't think Sonic has ever really looked, like, outright bad. Like, there's never been a design where I've been like, ooh, <laughs> that's frightening. Except, yeah. you know, maybe some of the random, not actually canon designs, like the weird ones in Sonic CD that are, you know, buried behind cheat codes and stuff. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> not 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 like those it's a different thing but like the official designs the official actual designs they've used it's never really been one that's like outright bad that's the thing about sonic is 
like I don't know. His his design is kind of genius. It it works on every every stinking level, <laughs> and it's just so easily recognizable. You know, there's just something about him. Even Movie Sonic looks pretty good now. Not the original version, but yeah, that was the like current, the wrong one. The current movie design is yeah. solid. Yeah, even with the blue arms. <laughs> All right, here's one. Here's the super chat from Sonic Mania 2099. Yet again, wow. Thank you. Do you sometimes worry Tangle and Whisper may be getting more attention than the Freedom Fighters? Rally for free hashtag Rally for Freedom Fighters to return. It's a long hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're getting more attention because the Freedom Fighters have been retired at this point. It is, yeah, yeah. Like they don't exist in any media. So yeah, it's Tangle and Whisper get more attention. They're current. Need to bring bring the Freedom Fighters out of the old mothballs. <laughs> All right, let's switch back over to the uh, standard questions for a little bit. This one comes to us from Gracie C. What would happen if the warp topaz is shattered? Would it be a big mess of dangerous energy waves, or would nothing happen? Depends on if it has a charge. If it doesn't have any kind of juice in it, it would just shatter into little shiny pieces and you'd be done with it if it had a charge depends on how much charge because if we're talking a little bit you might get a bit of subspace distortion or it would be very bad Mm -hmm. like very much a area of everything becoming timey-wimey wibbly-wobbly yeah not good there's a question from metal skulkbane i apologize for asking this question tails doll issue 247 his transformation. Why is so Freudian? <laughs> if that was the real reason old continuity had to die, I'll understand. <laughs> Freudian? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, wait, wait. I don't wait. remember this. I remember this now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, people. I see what they were talking about, and it's like, no. At least I don't think that was the intention. Okay. Nah. Okay. <laughs> All right, here's one from Levi C. Can Honey the Cat use the Soul Emeralds? I don't think so. I'm I'm willing to bet that's a Blaze exclusive type of thing. Female, <clears throat> only female cats. <laughs> like I said, only male hedgehogs for the Chaos Emeralds and only female cats for the uh, Soul Emeralds. Yeah, all right. If that's, if follow that trend. Yeah, might as well. Burning and honey sounds honey, like a honey is a female cat. Kitchen so. accident. <laughs> she might cause a kitchen accident. Mm. <laughs> uh, all right, here's one from System 509. Can I use some audio from the Starline Q&A and animate something? Oh, sure. Knock uh, yourself out. Absolutely. I'd love to see that. Link us to it when you're done. That We'd like. Lo- Freaking animated stuff? That sounds fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Please steal please steal our audio and use it for that. <laughs> like in general, if you wanted to take any old bumblecast and use that as the audio background to do an animation test, just for like talking heads or whatever, go for it. Absolutely. Yes. That is one hundred percent absolutely uh we would love to see that. Here's one from Overlord X. What do you think Infinite could contribute to the story in IDW with Winkin' Phantom Ruby powers so he isn't ridiculously OP? 
that would be ideal to be perfectly honest and he would serve a similar role as rough and tumble and clutch and starline and all of them is that to be a villain to to be an antagonist without always having to rely on eggman right and if he is somewhat nerfed then we don't have to worry about him being a big world ending threat he can be the problem for a storyline and Eggman can be saved for like big, important things. All right. And here's one from Joey, the Sonic fan. Can you please, please, can you please give us a name for Eggman's robot T-Rex from issue two of bad guys? May I suggest calling it the egg Rex? Sure. We'll go with that. Yeah. And here's a question from Renaissance girl. What is whispers favorite food? Is it cherries or something else? I feel like we answered this. I thought it was like I thought it was like cake. I might be misremembering that, or maybe straw. <laughs> no, strawberries or something. I'm trying to remember. I'm gonna do a. Uh, I don't want to delay the show, but uh, check out the master Q and A list of bumbleking.com, and I'm like 99 sure we covered that on a show. Yeah, we've we've answered that one before for sure. I feel like it was like some kind of cake. Or something. Or maybe that was Tangle who liked cake. I don't remember. And we're going to switch back over to Super Chats for a little bit here. This one is from JJ. Uh, is there anything faster than a super form? And, uh, Hyperform? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, does cosmology equal ad infinitum slash infinite many worlds theory? Uh, don't, don't know exactly where they're getting at with that one. Yeah, I'm not quite following myself. Are you saying that does the sonic cosmology account for infinite multiverses? Because maybe not. I don't know. And then uh, last one here. A specific location of planet wisp exception slash non-aggression ladder equals rush slash advanced three. I hmm? uh, Can you type that one out for me? Yeah, it's... Uh... Like just put it in the Discord chat. I'm quick. working on it. <laughs> Sorry, you. you... Uh, okay, so the specific location of Planet Wisp is, I don't know. Like, it could be in Sonic Solar System, which would be the most reasonable thing for Eggman to do. If he has the tech to pull planets from their own star systems, then why is he even bothering with planetary conquest? You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's weird like that. Let's see. Exception is the final boss for Rush. Uh, I'd have to look that up again. Uh, that That's the uh, dual-sided weird techno lizard prawn thing, right? Mm. I assume that's in the dimensional rift between Sonic's world and Blaze's world. Non-aggression, I just assumed, was in low Earth orbit. Mm. Low Mobius orbit. Low planetary orbit. <laughs> is it Earth? Is it not? Who knows? <laughs> and we got another super chat here from Pedant Cat. Would you say that Starline, Amy, Vector, and Tails are simps? And how do you think they would each react to being called a simp? No. <laughs> they are not. And Starline, Starline is... totally simps for, for Eggman, though. Come on. <laughs> he absolutely does not. <laughs> Why is he getting so defensive, then? I'm not defensive. You're defensive. Mm, okay. <laughs> Starline would not handle it well. No, obviously uh, not. 
Amy would be insulted and not talk to you until you apologized. <laughs> Tails would just kind of roll his eyes and ignore you. Vector wouldn't know what that means and take the day researching it. <laughs> and still be confused by the end. <laughs> All right, here's one. Here's a super chat from Jams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Official art dropped with Shadow and Maria where they are taking classes. It was a colony. I assume there are other kids there. What else do you think was part of the curriculum? What are lunches like? <laughs> Delicious, I hope. Space, uh, space lunch. I, oh, I wish I could find that tweet again super easy. But I want to say I remember the text said it was like a class for one. So like Maria was the only kid up there. We know that can't be 100% true because the gun commander was there at some point, but maybe he wasn't up there as long as she was. Like maybe he was just visiting the arc. But um and who taught the classes? Was it like Gerald? Or was there somebody else on there? Like Gerald's busy, and so somebody else whose experiment is still being processed for the next month or two, their agenda's free. You you teach classes now. I'm I'm not trained to teach. It's just Gerald's granddaughter. Up oh, you there. Hello? Ian, did you die? Ian is dead. I do not hear him. He said just Gerald's granddaughter, and then he was gone. Come back, Ian. Up, 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 maybe. Hello, hello, hello. There he is, there he is. He said it's just Gerald's granddaughter, and then... <laughs> and and I was riffing and joking, but... Oh, fine. Uh, I, I seem to... Th- I, I just seem to remember that it was saying that it was just the two of them. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's a question from Gab Sam. What would the te- what would be the team dynamic between Marine, Silver and Blaze? We can argue Silver can fly and Blaze can and Blaze has speed. But what is your opinion? I mean, Blaze can also glide pretty well. And Silver can pack a serious punch with his TK powers. Yeah. And Blaze is also pretty darn powerful with her pyrokinesis and silver can fly through his TK power at Sonic like speeds. So they're both the triumvirate by themselves. <laughs> you just kind of have to pick which one you want to do for gameplay sake. Maybe Marine can fly by using water powers. Like, yeah. like, like, a, like a, like a, like flood from, from uh, Mario sunshine. So I, I would say, you know, because of the rush games and their focus on speed, put Blaze as the speed type. Right. Silver's got the TK, so make him the fly type, and then put Marine as the power type with her weird hydrokinesis or whatever it is. <laughs> Spewing water everywhere. Super powerful. Or she just like smashes it with her face and there's no explanation why this tiny girl is that strong. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Here's one from Supersonic93. Ian, why do you hate Marine the Raccoon? I know she can be annoying and hyperactive, but she has a good heart and room for character growth if she's brought back in future games. I don't hate her. That's a running gag that we had for a while. Yeah, you don't actually hate her. No. Yeah. All right. And so next question is from Dragon's Den of Variety. Not sure if you were asked this, but if Sonic and friends were each Pokemon trainers, which Pokemon do you see being their ace Pokemon? I feel like we touched on this in a Bumblecast like a year or two ago. Maybe. Seems um, kind of familiar-ish, but... 
because just the sheer breadth of that question yeah is familiarly daunting and it's it's okay guys if you ask questions again just be known that we may not answer them like if you're not um i know there's a lot of questions to go through on that list so like but just for like a quick brush through so because we're approaching the half hour mark um sonic would pick something that's you know clearly pretty easy to raise and more speed stat wise um tails would kind of default to maybe metal and flying types amy i could see being a normal fairy type focus trainer knuckles would be all fighting types i mean let's not even argue he would want to fight his own pokemon just straight up and eggman would collect all like the horrible gene experiment science gone wrong critters like your your mewtwo's your genusects that uh your uh cell ally you know that kind of stuff not because he wants to nurture them in any way it's just he's a horrible mad scientist that's just his bag all right got a question here from blue stinger how did the skunk brothers come across clutch um they're bad people and bad people kind of operate in similar circles all righty here's one from bony cheese with Metal Sonic's established inferiority complex to Sonic and worries about being replaced, it got me wondering, how would Metal Sonic to react to another metal variant being added? Depends on the role of that metal. Like, if we were, bring, if we were to bring Metal Knuckles into the modern mix, Metal Sonic wouldn't have an issue because his role is to fight Knuckles. Right. You know, metal Amy, Metal Tails, whatever. If there was another Metal Sonic specifically like if mecha 3.0 got out of his tube in the egg shelter no <laughs> hot shelter um carrier. Egg car- air carrier not? point is sa1 yeah it's the egg uh, carrier not yeah anyway go ahead point is he wouldn't be too happy about that yeah all right and then we got one here from n if i want to see lanolin in a story will you pitch that or would adam bryce thomas or possibly Evan or anybody on the IDW crew that wants to do a landland story. Yeah, it's not or like the, it's not like uh Adam has exclusive use of Lanolin, I think I don't think. Right. I mean if he wanted to pitch a story he's open to, sure. That would be cool. And we got this question here from Geo. Which robot masters from Mega Man the Wily Wars 5, 7, 9, 10, 11, and base would join Starline's faction, and would he use the Genesis unit with Surgeon Kit? I ask because they are my favorites. That is... That is a lot of games. That is like 50 freaking robot masters to review. At least. I I can't do that off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, that, is, that is not a for live question. Nine um, would be none of them, because they're not... At least they weren't evil bots so it's supposed to be they well, were designed I mean, we're as assuming evil bots. this is i mean it's starline who wants these robots right yeah so wiley steals them all the time what's stopping starline i guess that's true them? i guess that's true yeah good point um i don't know like say one of each from each game and pick your favorite element from each i i would have to have like a list in front of me i don't know yeah sorry and, I, I can't and, do that and one. like wiley wars is three games <laughs> That's well, just one, yeah, two, but three. But then there's also the the tower the mode, Genesis I guess. Unit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a few one. Oh man. 
Yeah, that's too broad of a question for uh, for the live show. Sorry, we can't dedicate that much time. But what we can dedicate time to is our lovely folks over in the Super Chat uh, realm. This one comes to us courtesy of Excel Hedge yet again. Thank you. Anti-IDW, but anti-Sonic is still good. What are the new baddies and good two-shoes power dynamics? Goody two-shoes power dynamics, I assume. Wait, it, it's an anti-universe, but Sonic is still good? I guess. Then what's the point? I don't know. Like, what? what is anti about Sonic in that case? That he's slow? That he's cowardly? <laughs> that he's not powerful at all? That he's just like a regular dude? And that That's one way to do it, maybe. You know, a world full of just mediocre, mediocre, regular, <laughs> just bland, Mobians. just bland, normal, normal, normal people. Oh, so or, it's, so it's the real world then. <laughs> <laughs> or that all the Mobians are like crazy powerful and it's the game cast who has nothing. <laughs> that could so be interesting. Like the they're part of the super minority that has to be saved because they're always targets by Eggman because they're the only ones he could actually threaten. Uh-huh. I I don't know. That's that's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one from JJ Slider. How did Black Doom know the Eclipse clean, Eclipse Cannon pierces stars? I would have to see the context of that line. But maybe he showed up on the arc and he's like, Yeah, I'm totally gonna give you some of my DNA. Oh, dude, what's that giant cannon? <laughs> and Professor Gerald's like, that's the Eclipse Cannon. It can shoot through stars. Sweet. You gotta give me one of those. <laughs> and I'll pimp out the Black Comet with my own Eclipse Cannon. Pew, pew. <laughs> what? Gonna have a supernova over there and a supernova over there. Gonna be wrecking entire star systems. <laughs> Black that's, Doom out. That's cannon. That's how Black Doom talked. <laughs> that's him. Uh, that's him. <coughs> that's him. <laughs> please, please, please do not sponsor a Black Doom Q&A. No, episode. he will. He will. That will literally murder me. Yeah, no, 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 no. That will take like a week of recording sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have to record like a few a day at best. <laughs> Black Doom, what's your opinion on? No. <laughs> All right, JJ has some more questions too, just all in one here. So, and well, you know, since it's a super chat, I guess we'll allow it. Uh, can Chaos Emeralds resurrect characters on their own? How many times in a row? And then Canon Superform time limit? Uh, I believe the Chaos Emeralds would need some direction to do that sort of thing, uh, since it was they had all seven and at least used them to resurrect Sonic. I don't think you can just like throw an emerald at somebody and hope that they come back. As for canon amount of time for a super form, it kind of rule of cool in terms of things. And game wise, it's how many rings you got. Yep. All right. We are at the, uh, we have about 30 minutes left here. So we're going to call it on the standard questions. If you have any more super chats, feel free to send those in. But uh, standard questions, we've got. Uh, like we've got enough. We got more than enough. So very thank you very much for asking all your questions. And uh, we'll try to work through as many as we can in the last 30 minutes here. So thank you, thank you. Here's one from, here's a super chat from It's Hobo Joe. What are the chances of ever getting an arc slash issue of Shadow and Maria's time together? I realize Adventure 2 answered most of these questions, but I feel like there's so much material left to mine. 
Uh, I don't know. We, we've seen a lot more of that coming out of Japan than I ever expected. Yeah. But the real question is, what does it do for the narrative short of showing Shadow's past? Because Shadow has moved on from that past. He's supposed to be finding his own direction in life now. So if we're going to devote time to an era that he has already moved on from, what is that doing for the greater narrative? Aside from just being a fun little flashback thing. That's not inherently a bad thing, but there is so we're so limited on how much time we get to tell stories in comics. It's a question of you know, what, what is the worth of this story? Yeah, sure. You know, if we had a universe book on the side, where we could you know, do that sort of thing, I'm all for it. But what would it do for the main book if we have just the one book going, you know? Yeah, that's kind of the, the hard thing to balance. It's like you had Archie felt so, I think there was so much depth and everything with uh, Archie books because, uh, first of all, it ran like forever. <laughs> and there were multiple times where there was more than one book going on concurrently to really build out everything beyond just, you know, Sonic or just beyond whatever character was being uh, focused on at the time. So I think that makes sense. And we got a super chat here from Jams, yet another one. Man, you guys are super generous. Thank you. Um, this is Whisper with the with her wisps versus Eclipse with the little dark arms. Who wins? Oh, man, I want to see that so bad. <laughs> Freaking A. <laughs> um, ultimately, Whisper because you know she has her team they they are they are a more wholesome unit looking out for each other eclipse definitely cares for the dark arms but he's not he's not as fully trained he's not as disciplined as whisper it wouldn't be an easy fight it, there would absolutely be collateral damage but i think whisper would pull it out in the end oh yeah she's the hero she has to win it's required, eventually. And we got here from a question here from Franco A. You think Sega would allow Sonic Boom to make a cameo in Sonic Prime? Oop, we can't talk about that. I, I sorry guys, I can't talk about Prime at all. Yep. Here's a question from Robert H. With GI Joe showing a new Kamakura figure, I've been thinking about the ways ninja are used in media, and was wondering what you guys feel is a good way to use them in a modern world. In like just, just in, in general, general, I think they might that might be what they're referring to, yeah. I mean, I guess the whole, you know, ancient art of ninjutsu has been played out. Yeah. Well beyond its shelf life. But uh seeing a more modern interpretation of what would qualify as a ninja, a stealth operative who is meant for infiltration and sabotage working outside of the confines of your regular law enforcement or military structure. That could be interesting. I mean, we're kind of, I think it might be trading into like splinter cell territory. That's kind of, yeah. Or even like someone like, I guess, Batman or even kind of yeah goes with that. It's just, it would be more out of a respect for the infiltration and the stealth rather than just, you know, ninjas are so freaking cool man you know yep and here's one from here's a question from adara t what's your opinion on mephiles overall would you like him to come back 
No, he's good, Dad. Um, Dan Green's voice acting is really what made him so endearing. But he's over-designed, he's overpowered, and his motivation is so very simple that there's nothing really to do with it beyond what he his one game appearance. You could if you found a way to resurrect him, you could give him a new reason to be evil, I guess, but I I think he's fine as a one and done villain. Yeah. Here's a question from Certified Nobody. How do the main cast feel about humanity slash human culture? They've always been in the same world, but they can still have an opinion. I like how the movie made Sonic a weeaboo for humans. <laughs> okay, I guess that's one way to put it. Um, It's kind of hard to say because what little we've seen of the cast interacting with humanity has been just rather blasé. Like, Sonic and all don't really pause and go, oh, this is weird here in the human area. They just are. They're just there. They act naturally. Nobody reacts to the three foot tall talking cyclopean dual pupil mutant hedgehog. This is like, oh, hey, it's Sonic. So that and humanity's cultures seem to be fairly homogenous if we're going off of Unleashed. Like, sure, there's some cultural nuance, but everybody acts pretty much the same. So it's kind of that universal just cartoon culture. We don't really get a lot of real world differentiation. Yeah. Here's one from Alex, Alec J. Uh, how do you think an interaction between Agent Smith from The Matrix and Nicole the Holo, the Hololinks would go down? Hololinks. Uh, very threatening, uncomfortable, because Nicole has very much embraced her humanity, so to speak. Whereas Smith sees that as a failing and a weakness and a corruption. So he would pretty much seek to wipe her out. And Nicole isn't necessarily a fighter so much, but she is a fairly powerful program in her own right. So assuming that she has the uh, rights within the Matrix coding to do what she does, she could potentially whoop his butt. I don't know. Yeah. Here's one from Orange Blues. It's a Sonic 30th anniversary comic set in the Sonic game timeline, like how Sonic Mania Adventures is, or is it part of the IDW Sonic timeline? Uh, uh, I think it's safe to say it's classic, along with Mania and whatnot. All right. Here's a question from Uncle, Pe- Uncle Pepe. On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely is an appearance from Sonic Man in IDW? <sighs> I don't know, but I want it to happen. Even if it's just like a cameo, I I need Sonic Man in some <laughs> shape or form. All right. Here's one from Creative Cavi. I'm snooping as usual, you see. Ian Line and Lyle, what's your favorite American and or Canadian meals? Curious to hear about the cuisines of various cultures. Yummy. I was won over by poutine. Well, I mean, it's French fries with cheese and gravy. Like, I mean, how could you not be won over by that? <laughs> and, and and it's most basic, yes, but you can do other things like pulled well, pork. That too, of course. Beef stew, basically. I mean, it's just 
Yeah, I, I call I think chili fries are almost like poutine, man. It's like it's the same thing. Be careful who you say that to. And I know, are, but yeah, I know, no, I, get I know, you. I, I know. You. It's not. I know it's not quite the same because it has to be like cheese curds or whatever. But you know, yeah, I'm not fond of the cheese curds myself, but <sighs> which is weird because man, you are from the south where they uh, love their curds. <laughs> yeah, I I never really got into your traditional southern cuisine. Like I've never touched a bowl of grits. I I like I like southern stuff, man. Southern food, it's good. It's good. Biscuits and gravy. Mm. Yeah, it's terrible for you, but man, it's good. It's good. <laughs> now, at least if you're gonna go, you're gonna go well fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, what would be mine for American food? I mean, good old burgers, man. That's that's always mm-hmm. that's always good stuff. Um, I mean, pizza is practically American at this point, so I like pizza. I mean, it was a uh, pizza was an American invention, then taken back by uh, Italy, I believe. So, you know, good stuff all around, though. Let's switch back over to another super chat from JJ Slider. This one is another multi-parter. How did Black Doom know the Eclipse Cannon pierces stars? Wait, this is the no. same one as before. Yeah, we covered that one. Is this... Wait a minute, hold on. Did they send in the same... No, okay, here we go. I found it. This is... Uh, here we go. <clears throat> Did Ifrit in Rivals 2 use mind powers on Shadow, Silver, and Espio? Depending on which character you tackled that boss fight with, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Can Time Eater erase universes in one attack? Uh, universes? I mean, his powers seem to be confined to just Sonic's reality and his time. Hmm. So I don't know about full other universes. How did Sonic escape Arabian Nights? Dimensional travel? Running? Uh, Shahra wished him back? Question mark? (laughs) Shrug emoji? Something like that. All right, and uh, going back over to the standard questions, we got here from Hero of Light 13. Doesn't Phantom Ruby also have space-time powers as well? In Mania, it takes Sonic to Little Planet's past, which was actually physically there. All the gems seem to have that capacity. Maybe, or was that just the Phantom Ruby's illusion? Ooh. Now, what is real and what isn't in Mania is a bit of a tangled knot that... I should sit down and try to figure it out at some point, but I mean, if it doesn't make a lot of sense, then just kind of say Phantom Ruby and hand wave. What is real? What is real? All right. Here's a question from S studios. Alex, if Knuckles meet Sinbad and Sir Gawain, what would their interactions be like? Um, like Sinbad, the comedian. No, no, (laughs) no, no, I know, I know, I know, but it's, (laughs) it's funnier to imagine that. Um, there would be some immediate hostility and wary and wariness between the three of them. Um, some hilarity when all three of them get tricked into something, uh huh, into serving some evil force. But then when one of them wises up and convinces the other two, well, we got duped again. Then you've got three incarnations of knuckles ready to tear your house down, and that's that's going to be a bad time for to whoever is receiving that. <laughs> It's like the three Spider-Men pointing at each other. (laughs) (laughs) 
There's your fan art challenge, folks. <laughs> All right, here's one from Occurred to Jacob 12. Uh, what do Shadow and Cream think of each other? They seem like the types to either get along very well or not at all. I want to see the ultimate life form have a nice tea. Uh, I imagine Cream thinks he's a little scary, a little off-putting, but maybe he's just lonely. You know, maybe he just needs a friend. Everyone is inherently good deep down in her mind. Mm -hmm. Shadow just sees an innocent little girl that needs protecting until she and Cream, like, tear a hole through the hole of the eggmobile, and he's like, all right, maybe they got a little power to him. I don't have to worry about it and move on. Yeah. I, I still remember the uh, one of the covers of Cream riding uh, mm -hmm. Shadow's bike from mm -hmm. Archie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a good time. It's a good time. All right, here's one from the Blue Ghoul. Is the Walrus character in the 30th anniversary comic a rotor reference of some sort? You would have to ask the artist. All right, here's a question from Serge the Tenrec. Will you do a Sonic the Hedgehog slash My Little Pony crossover? If... IDW and Hasbro and Sega decide to do such a thing and I'm asked to contribute, I would love to. All right, here's one from B17567. If Fiona Fox somehow became the leader of the Freedom Fighters, how much different would her leadership be and what would Tails think about this? Again, depends on which era of Fiona we're talking about. Like when she was a full-fledged Freedom Fighter and something catastrophic happens and all of the others don't rise to the occasion like sally is gone sonic is gone antoine would probably try to lead so he's gone so i guess you're left with like bunny and rotor who aren't really leaders and tails who doesn't necessarily want to lead and amy and that in that era of the book is more of a follower i guess so we're talking about a really truncated team that's got to be some real trauma and fiona decides to step up uh, that would be interesting, given that she had trust issues and a kind of ill-defined role within the team. So watching her try to figure out what she's even doing in this role, if she's even remotely qualified, you know, she doesn't have the close-knit kinship that the others do. So she's already kind of an outsider telling these close friends what to do. It could be an, for an interesting dynamic. <laughs> if we're talking post split up and we're, I don't even know what kind of nightmare scenario you would need to put her in charge of the freedom fighters at that point. But I mean, at that point she's had enough time getting the destructics to work that she would be more confident in a leadership role, but there would definitely be this tension between her and the rest of the team, because is she legitimately trying to lead the team? Is she, just setting them all up for some kind of trap. Do they agree with her or disagree with her because they legitimately don't agree? Or is it just kind of deep seated resentment there? It'd be a different set of dynamics, but that could be kind of interesting too. Tails himself would, I guess, be fairly awkward in any situation. But if the, if ultimately it means helping the team, he would force himself to kind of get over it and focus on the now. He doesn't have to like it, but the team needs him. So he's just going to do what needs to be done. Right. All right. Here's a question from Dak Cartoonist Guy. Eh, 
What's up, Dax? Uh, nothing. Just answering your questions. That's it? That's the question? Yeah, that's it. What's up, Dax? All right, there you go. Kyle covered it. <laughs> Here's one from Chaos Zero Games. Madonna was scrapped from Sonic 1, but what would happen if Sonic was scrapped and Madonna stayed? Sega making their own female James Bond? Would Ian <laughs> still work on the Madonna comics? I think they might have been sued if they called her Madonna. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of entertained with the idea of this, you know, tall, leggy blonde in a cocktail dress curling up into a spin dash. I, d- <laughs> I think it would be a different, completely different game if that were the case. <laughs> no, 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 no. Exactly same mechanics. Okay. Whole thing. Okay. Well, she goes from like six feet tall to like so two foot circumference. So she's Samus. <laughs> yes. There. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's Samus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, hmm. <laughs> all right. Next question from Gareth S. Ian, any plans for Heroes Con this year? Nope, I am not traveling while COVID is still a thing. All right, here's one from Siaka D. Which dinosaur is the best dinosaur? Truidon. Folded brain matter, opposable thumbs, binocular vision. That thing was the chimpanzee of the dinosaur it world. Sounds like it. Yeah, I guess I can't really argue with that. <laughs> Truidon's freaking awesome. They would have evolved into dinos, humans, and we are robbed of that timeline. Yep. Thanks, giant meteor. How dare you? <laughs> Here's one from Frank7640. In terms of design, how do you think that Metal Sonic and Shadow could be translated to the movie universe? Should they be bigger and more menacing since they would probably be antagonists? Um, Shadow, I imagine, would get the same treatment as Knuckles and Tails. I can't see him being bigger or brawnier. The whole thing is he's the antithesis visually to Sonic. He's the dark copy. So I don't think he would be that visually different um metal sonic they could go a few ways with it uh what we've seen in the trailer sonic 2 looks like they're skewing closer to game designs but with uh a little more attention to details and you know gears and joints and functioning mechanics so i would imagine if that's the trend metal would look a little more chunky clunky but he's still meant to be streamlined. So they'd have to find a middle ground there. Kind of like a, I don't know, like a hot rod type of thing. I can see that. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. All right. We got a question here from off. Speaking of the comics going international, how do you feel about the whole Japanese Sonic versus American Sonic debate? In what regard? Like which one is canon? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, at this point there is no Japanese versus Western. It, it's all one storyline that was consolidated back with the Dreamcast launch. Essentially. I mean, yeah. And, you know, sure. IDW is producing English language comics, but they are overseen by Sega and the Japanese branch as part of the greater whole. Mm-hmm. And they're translated into Japanese. So it's not like it's a West versus East thing. We're all part of the Sonic brand. <laughs> there is no split anymore. All right, we got to You're talking oh, like which oh, would you if you mean like what do you prefer back in the 90s? Well, I grew up on the English stuff, obviously. That was my career. Right. So, yeah. 
All right, we got some super chats, so let's blow through those real quick here. JJ Slider is back with a multi multi part question, but uh, thank you for your kind generosity. That's a that's a good chunk of cash right there. Uh, so, does universe count in the game multiverse? I don't. Uh, I think they mean how many universes are in the multiverse as per the game canon. Okay. Okay, right universe counts in game multiverse. Okay. Right now I'm thinking just two, you know, Sonics and Blazes. You could maybe count the storybooks as their own thing, so maybe four. And then classic is maybe oh, an yeah, alternate classic, dimension classic. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Weirdly. so upwards of five. Yeah. Boom could be considered one, maybe. Yeah, it but it's not, it hasn't really crossed over into the mainline stuff, so it might not even count. Yeah, that's true. All right, and uh, the next one is, was Solaris going to destroy Imaginary World? Uh, does Imaginary World exist on the same plane of existence as Sonic's dimension? So maybe that's a six. Maybe that's our sixth dimension. Maybe. And then there's the Knight's dimension, which is Dream Dimension, so maybe that's a thing. I don't know. It's hard to say if Knights is canon to Sonic at this point. Uh, so could go either way. And their last question is, was Void's power directly destroying Imaginary World or was it the Precious Stone's destruction? Sonic, Sonic I, 06 was weird. <laughs> I would have to go back and review Shuffle's story stuff. I'm not as familiar with it as other stuff, so I'm not quite sure what uh, all the details were there, Void's influence versus the Precious Stones and whatnot. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. And we have a super chat from Testing. Thank you. You ever ask Sega what stories they want to see, then pitch stories around that? Maybe feel out what they want done in the comic beyond Sonic versus Eggman? Nope. That's up to me, Evan, and whoever pitches for like the annuals. The writers drive the narrative. All right. Here's a question from Jams. What do you think of Emerald's race being made by Shade's clan? I love elements of all Echidna history. Would you want to see Archie slash Chronicles history added into future games? What would you want from both? As much as I enjoy Shade, I'm kind of fine with Chronicles being non-canon now for a variety of reasons. But like one of the things that bothered, bothered me so much about the Nocturnus clan is they're supposed to be contemporaries with the Knuckles clan. And they're so far advanced. It's like, we're, how does that relate to the rest of the world? Was everyone else kind of Stone Age tech and they're like bleeding edge 22nd century stuff? That doesn't quite gel with me. It's, I don't know. Um, linking the, the Gizoids, Gizoids, however you pronounce it, with the Nocturnus clan was a fine enough idea. But now I'm also kind of glad that it's, that idea is out the window and it can be explored in a different avenue. Yeah. All right. We've got 10 standard questions left, Ian. We are going to finish them even if well, we run well, over time. Well, 10 standard questions for to at least make sure we answer at least one from each person who's asked. Then we are going to do them. All right. So here we go. Here's one from actually, hold on. Let me double check and make sure that these uh, are actually being asked. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This one is from Tony C. Good night, gentlemen. I enjoyed Starline's little visit to the show. What was it like for Ian? Ever tried to become a voice actor? I have wanted to voice act 
for a while. My dad was in radio. He does voice acting and voice work. Uh, he helped me put together the voice demo that you can find on bumbleking.com. But breaking into that business is incredibly difficult. And I just haven't had the wherewithal to do that and pursue the writing gigs yeah. that I've been doing. It's I, I can't find the time to do it both. And uh, I mean, I could hire an agent, I guess, and pursue that. But uh, that's just one more thing on the list of things to do. <laughs> that and, you know, the setup I have here for the Bumblecast is fine for what we do, but it is not studio quality. It's recording. Not, pro- not professional, no. Not professional no, enough if, for that. So I'd have to find a studio in Toronto to record. So it, it there, I would really love to voice act. It's just, it would be a lot of hoops to jump through to get to that point, And I just don't have the time to do it. Uh, if there is somebody of any kind of casting authority that hears this and goes, Hey, we want you, that would remove the biggest hurdle. And I could, you know, find ways to connect those dots. But right now it's not something that I can actively pursue and maintain everything else I do. If the gig is presented, that that's kind of like almost meeting me halfway and I can go, yeah, sure, we'll work it out. At least that's how I see it from my end. I right. don't feel like I have too many people pounding on my door saying, hey, come voice act for this guy who has who hasn't done any kind of voice acting since he was like 14. <laughs> but stranger things have happened. You never know. Sure. But I would love to. It It's a demanding discipline to be sure but it's also it can be a lot of fun it can also be awful but it's it can be a lot of fun (laughs) yes here's a question from chi h as someone who sees the potential in the concept of the two worlds what do you mean when you say human settlement sometimes is it still two worlds i have been asked not to go into that right now um stay tuned there there will be answers forthcoming and here's one from Blue Velocity 91. Hey guys, great to listen in on these. Uh, something outside of Sonic, but kind of related. But what made you decide you wanted to write a few stories for My Little Pony? Um, I was invited to by editor Megan Brown. Um, and yeah, I was aware of the series, not like super in-depth in it. So I had to do a fair bit of research. But it's a fun and fairly robust fantasy series. So, I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, I'm known for Sonic, but I am a freelance writer. I write whatever. So be it video games or comics or what have you, I am. That's the job to write for those who cannot write for themselves. All right. And here's one from Gamer Girls Channel 2.0. If you were to rewrite The Deadly Six, how would you do it? Personally, I think the characters are pretty cool, though I have seen other people reimagine these guys, and I want your input. <laughs> there is a lot of ways to approach that. Yeah, um, I was going to say, this is a pretty deep, uh, pretty like, in-depth question. Like, it It's kind of like, what are the confines of this? Like, do they have to still be weird oni critters in their own world or are we talking like total overhaul we just need six villains you know we're we're, we're making a team of antagonists and there needs to be a deadly six you know am i staying true to the characterizations 
yada 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 yeah personally i would either make them like rogue robots in the hard board hard boiled heavies style or make them other animals kind of in line with the destructix or the hooligans or whatnot because i'm not a fan of their designs as the zeti oni whatevers they are the instances where it's like it's is it their skin or is it their clothing is it their hair or extensions of their bodies how does zavok's face work (laughs) his lower jaw comes out of his sternum how does he enunciate or emote it's they're weird and i don't think necessarily in a good way yet again you are thinking too hard ian (laughs) i like the characterizations that they have the broad tropes i feel like it's workable yeah but there needs to be more time to understand what their dynamic is what the interplay is between them individually and what is their greater goal like at least with the hooligans it was steel stuff they're mercenaries for the bad guys sure fine that's rough and tumble now you know yeah what what is it that the deadly six want and right now there are otherworldly monsters that want to destroy things which works that's fine. It's a simple enough premise, but I don't know. It's not quite, it doesn't quite have the same longevity as Eggman's conquer the world. I don't know why, but it just something about it just doesn't quite mesh. All right. Here's a question from Karasim or Kara, Kara Kim, Kara Kim. I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry. Uh, Ian, is there a chance we're going to see Ath- Ather again? I feel like he was he is really underrated as a neo walker. Nope. 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 You'll have to go ask someone else about that and we know what their answer will be. Here's a question from the acquainted guy. If there was one modern Sonic character you could make part of the classic cast, who would it be and why? And is there any classic character you would want to move to modern? Boy, this is something we've been asked many times. <laughs> now the mod just limiting it to one. Yeah. I would l- either Mighty or Honey. I'd like to bring them into the modern fold. It feels weird, though, to have Mighty without Ray, though. It does. It does. But I feel like I, I would take... I'm sorry, Mighty Ray. I, I know this hurts, but I would rather have Mighty first. Um, But the female cast could stand to be expanded, so maybe Honey should get the part. I think Honey time. should be, yeah. Yeah, I think Honey would be cool i mean although in terms of upbeat scrapper tangle kind of fills that niche already why why do you only have to have one that's two they could be sparring buddies gotta have some gotta have some you gotta have some bash sisters going on (laughs) smash sisters there we go instead of bash brothers you got smash sisters that's Uh, what we need modern two classic hmm um blaze could be interesting say again blaze yeah yeah, that's the answer, I guess. She's a bit different from the rest of the cast in terms of like her demeanor and her personality and stuff. So she might be a fun counterpoint to the more sort of lighthearted, carefree vibe that classic Sonic goes for. And her moveset from the Rush games is already classic-esque. Event- essentially, yeah. So she would translate very easily. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Here's a question from Agnes S. 
Just curious, what did you expect from Sonic and Amy? Like, <laughs> like, what did you expect? Like, oh, is this is this what you expect? I don't know exactly what they're gonna get with this one, but the the implications are broad. I feel like I'm walking into a trap. I'm not 100 percent sure what they mean by this. <laughs> yeah, what did you expect? <laughs> did I expect them to ever commit? No, that's how franchises work. You dangle that carrot forever. Did I expect them to break up at any point? No. Again, dangle the carrot. I do wish it had some kind of resolution, but that's me. Did I expect them to ever be a thing? I mean, they've been ingrained in the franchise for so long that they just kind of are. It's like, did you expect Mickey and Minnie Mouse? They've they've always been. (laughs) So I'm not sure. What is interesting to me about Amy specifically is how she has endured in the franchise. She wasn't just mm-hmm. a like one and done, you know, Sonic CD thing. And then after that, she just never showed up again. They dropped her. It's like they actually, you know, brought her back and fleshed her out and gave her a little bit more to do in follow up games. So, you know, that's pretty cool. But I was not expecting that. <laughs> but uh, it's good. Here's a question from Flameborn. Non-Sonic related, but are you familiar with Lego Ninjago Masters of Spinjitsu? Either the Lego sets or the TV series? Uh, Spinjitsu sounds very <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> Spinjitsu. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, the Lego sets are kind of like almost a, a Beyblade sort of thing where you can like launch I them on little spinning top things. so, yeah, that makes sense. But it's still very funny. Spinjitsu. <laughs> Spin. <laughs> Bean. Anyway. Um, I am aware of it. It's not something that I have uh, followed or gotten into. I know very little about Lego Ninjago. Sorry. And here's one from Super Spin Dasher 1991. Question for both me and you, Ian. Ooh. Ooh. Don't know if this was asked before, but if you were both Sonic characters, what abilities would you have? We've we have discussed this a few times. Yeah, wasn't that on the last episode? I think that was even on the last episode, yeah. Think it was like we wouldn't have any powers; we'd just be silly normies. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was that was where we came to. <laughs> uh, you know, we, the wisps exist now, so even the silly normies can be powerful. And here's one from Diamond Death. You mentioned Sonic Four being maybe non-canon. How could that be when it's the only time Metal Sonic is saved from Little Planet? All appearances before that indicate they are separate models which is backed up by Mania Stardust Speedway boss battle where alternate destroyed models are on display. I don't know, man. I can't answer. I can't pave over every plot hole that's put in front of me, you know? <laughs> Eventually you will fall in. <laughs> Here's one. Here's our last general question today. This one comes to us courtesy of Koner R. Did you consider writing a story that brought back Otto Fiona back at Archie? Man, Fiona's popular lately. Mm. No, I the Otto Fiona was rusted through entirely. She was non-functioning. There we got we had enough angst and mileage out of living Fiona. Adding another one would just compound the issue. Mm-hmm. All right, we have one more uh super chat that just squeaked in under the wire. From Jams. Amy's car, Breeze, alive or robot? How did she get it? 
Uh, this has been a great Bumblecast Live. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> um, I don't know, because Breeze doesn't seem to act alive in gameplay. It's just got that face in the art. So maybe it's a semi-autonomous animatronic that... I mean, Tails was starting to get into his building phase in Classic. Maybe it's his first project. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he built a living car for whatever reason. Yep. What is my purpose to drive Amy? Oh my god. <laughs> All right, we have another super chat here. Just came in. And uh this will be our last one. This is it, guys. This is it. This one is from Dirhaza. Will there be a Silver the Hedgehog game? I don't know, man. It'd be neat if they did. Yeah. But Given how his game mechanics were introduced in 06 and 06 tank, that's uh, probably not in the cards, at least not in the immediate future. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we are at the end. This is it. This is it. We're cut off. We're cutting you off. You've had too much. You've had way too much. You guys, you need to go home. <laughs> you, don't, you don't tell me when, I, when I've done enough questions. I got, I got answers, man. I got answers. For days, you you, you don't got any answers. You're done. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I got ans- I got answers. Uh, all yeah. right, guys. Well, I'm gonna take Ian home, even though I think he's already at home. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not as think as you drunk I am. Uh huh. Yep. 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 Spoken like a true someone who's never actually been drunk before. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're both boring but seriously thank you everyone for your generosity for supporting the show for being with us for all two plus hours of stuff uh thank you for your patience thank you to jennifer r for managing all those freaking questions yes thank you as always uh we will this episode is going to go up on monday we're kind of taking that week to recuperate we have a special guest episode that we have to schedule for March. Uh, Pedanti Cat has been a very patient and good sport, and they will be having their episode coming up later in March. We've got to schedule that. Otherwise, schedule is planned to continue as normal. Priority episodes on Mondays, uh, standard Q&A episodes on Wednesdays. If you want your question answered sooner rather than later, you can be added to the priority Q&A uh, list by joining patreon.com slash bumblecast or ko-fi.com backslash bumblecast otherwise just submit your stuff and we will get to it as soon as we can we we're doing two episodes a week now and we're still we're not we're, we're not we're not anywhere we're not anywhere near catching up ever i think we're done we're done trying to catch up <laughs> it'll never happen <laughs> i'm dedicated to this they ask the questions i will answer i'm not down. saying we're gonna stop i'm just saying we're, we're never gonna catch up this is, will be this is a we, we, i mean to be fair we are a q a podcast so this is a good problem to have but still yes, yes. <laughs> otherwise that's a wrap thank you so much for listening be good to yourselves be good to each other and we will see you next time on the Bumblecast. yes we will see you then and uh Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Thanks for all the fun questions. And uh, we'll see you next month. Oh, also, um, there were outtakes and bloopers and other silliness from the Starline episode that I didn't include as part of the episode. So uh, look forward to a dedicated video of those coming out uh, probably pretty soon here. That's it. 
See you guys later.